BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Okay, I'm about to say something very controversial. I hate traveling. Like, the actual act of traveling. Everything about it. Packing, flying, dealing with the hotels, schedules, ugh, no, 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 ma'am, no. But the funny thing is, I'm actually pretty well-traveled, which of course, I always tell people when they're like, well, maybe you're just traveling wrong. No, I know how to travel. I'm just, I just hate it. Now, I've traveled every way possible. I've even flown in a private plane. And guess what? It all sucks. It's not fun. But I'm willing to admit that every once in a while, you experience a trip that isn't all that bad. And that's exactly what happened to Eugene Levy in his new travel reality series, The Reluctant Traveler, on Apple TV+. After chatting with Levy, I feel like I found my soulmate. Like, traveling with Levy would be so much fun because we'd just be complaining about everything. It wouldn't be fun for anyone else, but it would be fun for us. (laughs) And what's great about The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy is that it's my favorite kind of traveling, watching somebody else do it on a TV show. Now, that's something I really, really do love to do. For example, I don't want to go on safari, but I do want to watch someone else do it. Preferably someone funny like Eugene Levy. And I want to do it from my couch with a snack and a drink. Now that's living. So go on, grab a snack because I'll be right back with Eugene Levy. And if while you're listening, you like, you know, what you hear, go leave a little rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. And while you're at it, follow me at H. Allen Scott and let me know what you think of what you're listening to. Or if you hate to travel too, let me know. Do it on social media. And finally, stick around after the chat to find out whom I'll be talking with next week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's a pleasure to meet you. Well, uh, it's awfully nice meeting you, too. And thanks for uh, thanks for putting me on. Of course. Of course. I well, I love you as just a performer, an actor, a creator. But the idea for this show is so perfect. And it is so me because I 
hate to travel. Although I love travel shows. I love travel shows. Hello. Yeah. I mean, Hello. I, I, I want to travel on my couch. You're you're let me get the camera. You're the guy. <laughs> That's who we're trying. We're trying to hit both camps. Yeah. Yeah. With this show. Seasoned travelers. We're hoping we'll kind of get a chuckle. Yeah. Out of it and find it enjoyable. But this is the, you know, the and people I, that don't like to travel, maybe don't really never thought they had it in them, didn't really care, didn't really would much rather stay at home. Don't bother me. I think there's more of us out there than there are people who love to travel watching these travel well, from your lips, as they say, <laughs> where where did the idea other than, you know, maybe you just not liking to travel. Where did the idea for this show come from? Well, uh, you know, I got a call. Let me put this in a in a nutshell, a, mm -hmm. a bigger nutshell. But I get a call from my agent um, there. Apple uh, Plus is uh, wants to talk to you about hosting a uh, a show about hotels. Oh. Uh, it's like all these uh, great hotels around the world. And my initially you hear that and you go, wow. And then two seconds later, I'm thinking, okay, that's so not me. What am I going to do? I don't, I don't care to travel that much. And I don't know how good I'm going to be on camera because I've never been myself on camera before. Mm -hmm. So thank them very much. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to pass. But thank them very much. Yeah. I get another call back saying they really want to talk to you. I said, I don't see the point. I've, I mean, I've already said no. I don't know how many times. I, You know what? Put them on. I'll tell them myself. So we get on the phone with the uh, Apple Plus exec and the uh, producer of the show, exec producer, the other exec producer of the show now. And uh, I go through all my reasons for not wanting to do the show. Basically, what I've told you, I'm not the person. I'm not I'm not really good on camera. I'm not a chatty person. Don't have a kind of a bubbly personality. I'm not really curious. I, I, I don't really have a great sense of adventure. I, I you know, I, I like to stay on the beaten path. Yeah. So and everything I'm saying is getting laughs on the other end. And I'm thinking, great, this is terrific, you know, because the call's going well. I'm making my point mm -hmm. and there's nothing heavy about the conversation. So after the call, uh, what I didn't know was that those two called each other immediately and the producer, David Brindley, said, that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. Yeah. That's what gives it a spark. It's it's a travel show, but it's the guy who really doesn't like to travel. Yeah. That's what gives it something. So they called me back and pitched that because otherwise I'd have to pretend I'm somebody else that has to yeah. like to travel. In other words, I'd be playing another character. Yeah. Uh, so I got it. I said, okay, I, un I understand. That makes more sense to me. Good, you know. And then I still had to grapple with, all right, now it's going to be you on camera. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but we, we gave it a go, and that's how it started. It's daunting, isn't it? The idea. I remember I went to the one of the places you went to, Costa Rica, and I I'm not an outdoors person. I, like you say in the in the show, uh, you're more of a great indoors person. I'm exactly yeah. the same way. Yeah. And my friend wanted to um, be on the zip ties, so the zip lines. You know, like do that okay. whole. Okay, but have fun. 
Yeah, I, I did it. And it'll be the last time in my life I'll ever do that. I'm not even glad I did it. That's how much of a non-explorative well, it's, it's Basically, it's like me on a suspension bridge. Yeah. Because yeah. I've got a thing about heights I really don't like. Helicopters, I swear to God, they were, I mean, this show has gotten me through some things that um, some I absolutely surprised myself. Mm-hmm. And others, I said, now I know why I don't like to do this and probably <laughs> would never do it again. What are some of the things, what about like your experiences doing the show made you maybe think about traveling differently? Well, I think generally it has opened my eyes a little bit about the idea that you can't really come to any conclusion unless you have all the evidence. I mean, in other words, you can't say you don't want to go to a place if you haven't been to the place. And the thing that turned me around, I think the most was South Africa, Mm. because I had never ever wanted to, you know, people had told me, you know, you've got to go on a safari Mm -hmm. because it's the greatest experience in the world. And I would listen and I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I know what, I, I know what they all look like, you know, I know, I know what they, I've seen them all. Mm -hmm. on tv and do i have to see them running free you know in a across a grassy field yeah uh thank you but no thank you i really don't you know and they wake you up at five in the morning to go on this thing which would already put me in a foul mood so you know uh, i never really had a desire to go and we on on our trip we went to the uh, kruger national uh park um beautiful the size of new jersey And I, having been there like just a week, as the week went on, I was finding myself um, growing very fond of the whole environment, the landscape, Mm. and all these wild creatures that I had no desire to see that I would be kind of looking out over uh, out of my hotel window which incidentally the hotel was on top of a bridge it was a train set permanently on top of this bridge that ran over the sabi river which is a hot spot for the big five as they say in south africa the five most dangerous animals i would look out my window over the sabi river and every day i'd be seeing you know a hippo i'd be seeing a crocodile going up the river i'd be seeing an elephant i'd be seeing water buffalo and I was get I was loving what I was seeing. I was feeling in a very strange way, very at home, like it was my backyard. Yeah. And also I I got very much in touch with the danger that these animals are in mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, especially elephants and rhinos. Yeah. Um you know, I, I went to a rhino conservancy and got to see these animals, got to feed these animals. I always thought rhinos were honestly just the ugliest animal on the face of the earth. Yeah, That's about as far as I went. But I, uh, they're very, very close to extinction. Mm-hmm. And knowing, seeing what they're doing on this conservancy, they take orphan rhinos and they, you know, they rehabilitate them, they fix them up medically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's insane what what's happening to these animals by poachers yeah. and hunters. And if I hadn't been there 
it, to me, it would be a headline that you read, you know, once every couple of months in a paper about the animals are becoming extinct. And you go, oh my, that's really terrible. But over there, I, I truly felt it. And truly, I never thought I would come away with with such an affection for, for, for a country. And you got so personal. I mean, you had your hand up an elephant's backside. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, you really got involved in that country, didn't you? (laughs) You know, I I wasn't jumping at the idea. (laughs) To be honest, it's the one thing that, you know, I did say uh, no to when I was asked to do it on camera. Yeah. Do you know now? Because I was helping, I was helping the vets, you know, with their medical experiments. I was taking blood, which honestly made me gag (laughs) because, you know, I have to look away when when somebody's taking my blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then they said, uh, "Now we're going to take a stool sample." I said, "Okay." You know, (laughs) I I honestly, I'm I'm not going to do that. And my co-producer. Uh, David uh, Brindley, I hear off camera going, oh, I think you can. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, the show. Uh, I guess it's good for the show. I, you know, <laughs> so I did it. Yeah. But um, it's an experience I really don't want to repeat. Yeah, I don't think I would want to do that again either. My no. favorite thing to ask someone after they travel anywhere, which I think just really speaks to the type of people we are is what were you most surprised by your travels and what did you hate the most? Cause that's really, that's really what I want to know. Like, what's the thing that you were like, I'm not doing that again. Well, um, uh, it would be, it may have been Costa Rica, mm. you know, it's, it's a, um, it's, it's a rainforest. And if somebody had said to me, why don't we go to the Amazon and and hit the rainforest? No, could not have come out of my mouth faster. Same. <laughs> so honestly, because you know, I'm just not into that. I'm not into the creepy crawly thing. I don't uh, honestly don't don't find that interesting or enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> so the you know the night hike, uh, for for instance, you know the night hike in the rainforest. I honestly didn't really care for i i wouldn't do it again yeah um nothing you know i didn't get any enjoyment out of it you know it's one of those things oh watch out for that spider okay you know Uh, what we don't need that don't don't really i know i know i get it i get it but i would really rather be back at the hotel bar yeah um so that I, I wouldn't do. I, I honestly wouldn't do again. As I said, South Africa surprised me because I would have said, yeah, you know, I, I don't really need to, you know, go on safari. And it's not so much. It's not the safari that I would really want to do again, because quite honestly, from the trip from the airport to the hotel, mm-hmm. I saw just about every animal. It was like, oh, there's a giraffe. Oh, and my reaction was, it's exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that. It's a giraffe. Yeah. And then we saw water buffalo. We saw some a hippo. We saw something else going in. Mm-hmm. My thought was, why do we need to go on a safari now? Because yeah. I think I've seen just about everything. Um, Finland, I think I had the most laughs and, and the most fun. On the yeah. other end of the spectrum, going from a rainforest to, you know, the Arctic snows which i never thought i would 
enjoy because of the cold and because I wasn't quite sure what the diet would be. Yeah. Cause I'm not a big fish eater and you know, what else, what's left reindeer, you know? So <laughs> I would also judge a, a trip uh, by what I think the cuisine would be like. Yeah. I loved Italy. I loved Venice. I do love Italy because you know, the food is going to be spectacular. Yeah. And you can see just about anything you want to see right there in the city. There it is. The history. Yeah. Right. Totally. But don't, don't load up a whole list of sightseeing ventures to go on after eating all that I get I get I get in a really sad mood when when that happens you yeah. know yeah I had that too with I went to Paris recently I had been there before but I went there for the first time with like money because <laughs> I, I went when I was a kid had no money yeah and well, that yes I realized I don't really care for Paris too much I love the shopping I love the sights but the food I was a little like yeah I think I think I'll go back to London which is a shocking statement I did I did a uh directed a movie years ago around 19 whatever 90 91 and it was shooting in uh, rome and monte carlo oh wow yeah uh and rome was spectacular because as i said i i loved everything about it i love the vibe great city um family food friends mm -hmm. yep paris when we shot monte carlo the diet just hit me like uh mm, yikes do we <laughs> have to put same. a sauce on this <laughs> is just a bit rich for my blood yeah uh you know don't don't need all the custard and things and whipped cream and dollops and yeah um i found italy to have a very clean food mm -hmm. and france was just kind of on the other end of the spectrum but um yeah well i asked i i interviewed recently uh phil rosenthal who has another great travel show travel food show as well yeah, so sure. you two should I think you should travel together and I'll just join just to join. But I asked him if you didn't have a camera on you, if you were just going somewhere to go somewhere, what's your idea of a perfect vacation? Beach, mm. pool, pina colada, golf. Where can we get a good steak? Wow. Every single day. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> now, do you see how far? Yeah, you would, come. Yes, you, on you the show. Polar opposite. Because if somebody suggested that trip to me now, I'd be there before you can. You know, yeah. you can see my lips move. It's weird to me, because I I'm like you in a lot of ways, but the idea of a beach to me stresses me out. There's something about a beach that's very stressful to me. Well, I I well it could be depends how crowded the beach is. I'm 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 thinking of a you know more private secluded yeah. thing and to be honest i really can't remember the last time i was on a public beach <laughs> you know i mm, uh but the idea of a place and a pool here's the idea you just go and do something where you don't have to think yeah and you can truly relax mm -hmm. and that to me is li like you know just just chilling by a pool yeah. You know, and occasionally somebody comes by and says, you know, would you like a cool drink? And that's kind of the vibe the show gives off, too. I mean, from what I've seen of the show, it kind of gives off this idea of like, I can't I can't afford to go to half the place. I mean, I've been to some of the places you yeah. went. I can't afford to go all of them, especially the amount you yeah. went to. And it's like I can watch it, relax and watch you basically do a, react in the exact same way I would react in all of these places. You know, I I there there I think it's, you know, as a person. I think it's really been good for me. Yeah, it truly, you know, at this at this age, 76 now, but, you know, I mean, 
to have had the opportunity to do this, to say yes, to do it. Yeah. Let, let me give it a go. Yeah. I'll try things. I understand what the concept is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll try as much as I, as I can, I'm not going to enjoy everything, but at least I can say I did it. I mean, at this age, I'm glad I did it instead of having this pass me by and just, you know, my, you know, the old grumpy self who, you know, don't bother me. I'm, I'm, I'm in my shell. Yeah. Leave me alone. Uh, don't want to go there. Uh, that guy, um, you know, where I was almost proud of the fact that yeah. this is who I am. Yeah. And now I kind of see the other side. There probably is not too much you can applaud mm-hmm. when somebody says, no, I just don't want to do that. But thank you. You know what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah um, I mean, I still like the grumpy side, too. I think there's room for both. You know what I mean? Well, you might be able to accomplish that in in the way you travel. You know, yeah. I mean, my thing is just just don't don't load me up with a dozen things to do in a day, you know, because yes. I don't need to see that bridge necessarily. I don't need to. I, there's only so many museums you can you can go to. Yeah, true. You know, I mean, just chill, just chill. Go yeah. to the greatest cafe, yeah. have a little little, uh, you know, uh, cappuccino and exactly. just watch. Watch a parade of people just walking by. You can kind of absorb the culture. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing to do. Exactly that. Well, I have two there more questions go. for you, yeah. and I, I have to ask you about these two things just because, you know, my editors would kill me. Um, are you surprised at how much of a cultural impact Schitt's Creek had these past few years? It was enormous. And you have I mean, it, it, it blew up your career in a different direction, even though you were already very big. So, like, are you surprised by that impact? I was surprised. My son, uh, Daniel, was was, you know, also surprised. And and maybe it's kind of surprising that we were surprised. But what was going on out there? We didn't really know until we started uh, getting, you know, these amazing tweets and messages and letters Mm -hmm. from kids in the LGBTQ uh, IA community. You know, talking about how the show actually helped them come out to their families. Mm. Some even used the scene itself, the wine scene, uh, like the wine, not the label. Yeah. Use that scene to come out with their parents. Yeah. Um, The letter, you know, we we got this letter. It was in our documentary. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but it was. Uh, from a group called the Mama Bears. It was like 30,000 moms of uh, LGBTQ kids Mm -hmm. um, who just wrote the sweetest note. It was just heartbreaking. And, you know, I think the show and I and I credit my son because he's he was the guy kind of flying the plane. Yeah. As the show went on. And that's just the way the stories came out, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you don't have you, you don't have to nothing has to be, you know, held up on a placard and a banner, you know, in terms of a statement that you're making. Just tell the story. If it's a love story, tell the story. Yeah. If it's a heterosexual love story, tell the story. If it's a homosexual love story, tell the story. It's just the story. And every story is the same. As any other story. Yeah. Yeah. It's the story that counts, you know, and it's also uh, I think in another way. There are so many shows. I mean, I'm, I'm a queer person and there's so many shows that came out that 
were almost a little like cheesy queer. Do you know what I mean? And when Schitt's Creek came, it was like, if I was a kid when Schitt's Creek came out, I would respond to the weird queerness of it. The weird kid who is authentically queer and with this, like it's, there was no weird queer kids when I was a kid. And I think, I think the show allowed a lot of sort of like meme queer kids out there to be like, yeah, it's okay to be a little pop culture weird and and be geeky and yeah. funny and all those things and the show really allowed kids to do that i think yeah well there it was right up right right up on screen and they yeah. you know they could actually look at something that that resembled the world that they live yeah. in you know yeah i mean our world is not the world that people live in i mean that's that's i guess the world that people wished yeah they could be living in where mm-hmm. you know where you know it's it's you know every everything is just accepted you know yeah. it's it's no no statements are made no no statements need to be made it's just is what it is it's it is story. what it is and yeah. that's the message that was sent out and um really made waves you yeah know? my last question yeah, for sure. you is i because i have to as so many of my friends i think first discovered you from american pie while i watched american pie i discovered you with all of your Christopher Guest collaborations. I mean, I was obsessed. Again, I was the weird queer kid going to see the Christopher Guest movies and not the American Pie movies. And so, and Best in Show to me is like the the (laughs) ultimate, it's everything. It's everything, it's my Bible, I watch it monthly. So like, were you, again, similarly, were you surprised at sort of how those films and that collaboration sort of impacted your career? I think those two things, American Pie, but also the Christopher Guest films really sort of since your career in a direction that were you even were you surprised by that and what what films do the fans come to you most about of the christopher guest films well it, it was a uh it was one of those building blocks in my career i guess uh sctv was the was the very very beginning but uh waiting for guffman uh my my uh my association with chris uh chris guest uh on guffman that was um you know, I I remember the first uh, uh, screening when when we uh, had it, uh, the first public screening at the at uh, TIFF, Toronto International mm-hmm. Film Festival, and before that, you know, we would watch it in the office at Castle Rock, and you know, we'd have some people in the office come in just to you know get a vibe, and it was awful quiet. <laughs> the screenings were really quiet in the room, and I kept like Chris and I would look at each other, going, "I ah, is it just us, or is it we?" You know, I mean. I, I don't know. I, it seems like it's working. Yeah. And when we saw it at TIFF with a room full of people, it just, they, from the very beginning, first scene in the town council meeting, yeah. the laughs came cascading. And I remember looking down at Chris, who was sitting in the aisle in front of me, and we gave each other a look like, can you believe this? <laughs> and that that's how we knew like everything was working. By the time we hit Best in Show, uh we knew we were not only kind of onto a good little thing but you know we we had a great group of people the a brilliant cast who were so adept at this kind of work yeah um yeah and and then we did two more after that which is you know which was just absolutely great fun now they they didn't go through the roof box office wise i mean warner brothers you know with best in show but in particular we kept saying why can't you release this yeah in 2000 theaters people love dogs it doesn't matter if they recognize any names 
Mm-hmm. that are in it you know give it a you know g- give it a uh in the old days it was give it a weinstein push yeah you know get behind it mm-hmm. the way that company you know get gets behind it again yeah. that was 25 years ago 30 exactly. years ago yeah but um they said no 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 we know what this is it's uh 500 uh 500 theaters and and that's it yeah. But it always got great reviews and people did love it. And it, it made all the, you know, top uh, 20, top 100 comedies, you know, that that kind of thing. Yeah. And the two films, I think um, the two films that people talk about most, I would say, are American Pie and Best in Show. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that makes sense. And 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 of course, I would say I'd add Schitt's Creek to that now, too. Schitt's Creek for TV, number one. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this has been so great talking to you. I've been such a fan of yours for a long time. And so it's a real honor to have this time with you. Well, uh, it was an enjoyable conversation. I enjoyed it, truly. Yes, thanks so much. And I won't see you traveling anywhere, but I'll probably see you in L.A. sometime because I stay you right. Got it. You I got don't it. go anywhere. <laughs> you got it. Where's your favorite place to travel? Or I, let me say it another way. Where's your favorite place to travel from your couch? Because I have a feeling a lot of you listening are probably just like me and really only like to travel by watching a travel show. I'm going to say uh, London. You know what I mean? Like, I've been to London. I've been to the actual city. But, like, I love watching, like, British TV shows and stuff. So maybe I could be, like, watching, like, Downton Abbey. It's like I'm traveling. You know what I mean? But that's not really London, I guess. because that's the British countryside. Well, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to travel that way. And hey, thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, go leave a little rating and review. And for the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And while you're at Newsweek.com, subscribe to Newsweek's For the Culture newsletter. It's a lot of fun and it comes from me. And on the next episode, I'll be chatting with Nick Kroll. He's starring and co-producing The History of the World Part 2 on Hulu. I feel strongly that the world needs more Mel Brooks right now, and History of the World is giving us that. I also admit something to Nick Kroll that's really personal and kind of uncomfortable, and I'm still sort of dealing with it. It was a weird moment. Funny, but weird. (laughs) Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. Being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. (laughs) It's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The Parting Shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling, and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.